there bogus listeners thanks for tuning in to this installment of the forever bogus podcast and it's your boy the bogus host that knows the most bryce shoemaker aka mr b boy bogus bryce looking at my best friend right here jamie killsby aka hey what's up guys it's me j dog it's your favorite rapper from the middle school lunch table let me tell you something <laughs> You're good at the intros, dude. You're good at them. Uh, Thank you. I, a few weeks ago, you said, um, hey, it's your favorite host who had all the Ninja Turtle toys when he was a kid. <laughs> like, what? I, I thought about bringing that back. It didn't It didn't feel right for this episode. But I will have to tell you, J-Dog, my head is still in the clouds. Yeah? After the conversation that we just had with these two rad dudes. Is your is your head in, in uh, heaven? It's in heaven. It's, it's in, in seventh, seventh heaven. heaven. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had a great conversation uh, with some with two really good dudes, two uh, great filmmakers, and we're really excited to show you that conversation. Um, who we have on the show today? We have a team of filmmakers, Adam Sweetie and Scott Barber. And it's, that's right. I am totally remiss that I didn't bring it up when we talked to them. Uh, Adam's last name is Sweeney. Scott's last name is Barber. Oh, Sweeney, Sweeney Todd, Todd, the Demon Barber. I wonder if they get that. On, oh. I don't know. They, they've been making this film for like the last, what, four or three or four years? Yes. I'm sure it was brought up at some point. They, I'd imagine that's so. That's right. They've been working on this film for about three or four years. And uh, they're going all around, you know, promoting this film because it's finally coming out. It's finally out now, probably in the time of this recording, right? Yes, it yeah. will be, yes. So at the time of this recording, it is out. And you can access it, and you should access it. It's wonderful. And they made a ballsy move by coming to us to promote <laughs> it because, you know. Well, I, I think it was a good move because we are both, like, huge Nickelodeon fans. And the documentary is called The Orange Years, The Nickelodeon Story. So they, they, cover, they cover, like, the golden years of Nickelodeon. Yeah, it, it's, it acts effectively as a love letter to the network in general. And And... You know, we talk about nostalgia all the time, but to go into Nickelodeon, I mean, this was the first network that did that. It was specifically yes. for kids. There's nothing else like it at the time. The story that they tell is emotional. It'll give you that, you know, the best kind of nostalgia that you can get. And the nostalgia blast. <laughs> the nostalgia blast, baby. Yes. And the Nickelodeon story that is told in the Orange Years, most importantly, I think it makes really clear that, you know, the people behind the shows and behind the network Loved it just as much as us kids growing up with it. Absolutely, and like they they go into detail how it was like very evolutionary, and like they were breaking all the rules because it was a female led network, and that was pretty unheard of back then in the eighties, and especially the nineties. And they cover well. Let me say that they're doing God's work here, really, because besides the book Slime, the like the oral story of Nickelodeon, you've never seen somebody take an in-depth look like they did into the Nickelodeon's history. And and it's told through all the, the faces of Nickelodeon, especially during the time that we watched it growing up. You know, they, they had 
Kenan Thompson, Kel Mitchell. They they talked to Danny and Mike from the Adventures of Pete and Pete. They even talked to like Coolio. There is the list goes on and on and on. Yeah, it's important to mention that they really went through all the work of contacting everybody and getting everybody on the on the I almost said the podcast on the documentary. Uh-huh. Um, because you know it, it's it is you know that's the difference between uh, uh, something that you really want to see and something you might want to see is that all the guys and girls that you know from Nickelodeon, they gathered them all up to talk about the golden years and the stories behind the scene and what made it so special. And uh, we were so thankful to get a chance to talk to them. Adam Sweeney, um, very great guy, really funny. You'll, you'll hear that when we start going in the conversation shortly. He has some credits on a documentary series called The Prequel Strikes Back, A Fan's Journey, oh, yes. uh, about the prequel trilogies in Star Wars. Very uh, very tumultuous relationship with the fans <laughs> yes. there. Um, That's for sure. I, I'm surprised we didn't get into Star Wars when we spoke with him. But, I, I uh, thought about that, but I mean, our primary focus was Nickelodeon. I know, so I know. Maybe I on know. a different podcast. I also wanted to talk to uh, our second uh, guest, uh, Scott Barber, about Guar because he's also working on a Guar film. Uh, he has That's a right. credit for uh, Forever Anawana. He was a pre- you know he helped somebody out. He said he, he uh, working on that film. Obviously, the Orange Years. He did some anime voice work over in an uh, anime called The Ride Back and uh, a baseball <laughs> anime called Big Windup. So these are really cool guys. They've done a lot of cool stuff, and uh, we're really excited to show our conversation to you guys that we had with them. I don't want to keep these people waiting for this. So I guess without further ado. Let's jump into that conversation now. Let's jump right into it. We feel like Scott and I are always like, we want to know what everyone else thinks. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, we're, I mean, we're excited for sure. And we love talking about it. But it's like, it's always interesting to hear like what everyone else's favorite memories were. And, you know, what they like, what y'all like are interested in, you mm-hmm. know, because everybody's, everybody's Nickelodeon experience is different. Absolutely. You know, like we, you know, and that's like that's one thing that we constantly like are reminded of is that mm-hmm. you know everybody has different different things that they that they loved. You know, uh, but but everybody was sitting down on a Saturday night to catch some snick, even though yeah. there were you know all across the country, everyone still carved out that time to watch the same programming, and and that to me speaks in volumes, you know? Yeah. And, and I love that because even going to school on Monday and saying like, oh my God, did you see that part in Are You Afraid of the Dark? Mm-hmm. We're like, oh my God, there's a brand new episode of Pete and Pete, you know? And and I, I love that and I cherish those moments so much. It's like a kid version of the water cooler. Like yes, if you missed exactly. it, if you missed it, you're not gonna have anything <laughs> to talk about. Exactly. <laughs> So being a Nickelodeon kid growing up in the 90s, what was your favorite show to watch? Like, what did you drop everything to make sure you're in front of the boob tube to watch? Do you want to go first, Scott? (laughs) Sure. Yeah. I mean, the one show that I always really liked back then was The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Yes. Uh, I think that's just such a cool show. And as I go back and watch it as an adult, it sort of feels like Wes Anderson uh, meets um, David Lynch. (laughs) Right. And and those are two filmmakers I went on to, you know, really admire as I got older. So maybe that's where I got the love for them. I don't know. Um, it is a little bit Lynchian, sort of counting the freckles on the back of someone's neck in class. That's, that's pretty Lynchy. It's very, very yeah. kind of quirky yeah. comedy. I never you thought could, about that. You could see the log lady popping up uh, in, in <laughs> Pete's town, like for sure. Easily. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, so I just loved it. I love the aesthetic. I love the fact that it was like in this weird dream world and it had like cool music. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot, I mean, the musical guests are insane who all was on there. And it was all right? people that I'd go on to really like. And Iggy I was kind Pop, of, Iggy Michael Pop, Stipe. Michael Scott, Stipe, Gordon Gano, yes. Debbie Harry. Oh, yeah. Uh, singer for the New York Dolls was on uh-huh. there. I mean, it's just like, and, um, yeah, it's, a, it's crazy. And those were all people that I'd go on to like. And I was kind of in that transitionary phase whenever I was watching it. Like, I was starting to watch MTV and starting to get into, like, music and rock and roll and stuff. Uh-huh. So that 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 show kind of like bridged the gap for me a lot. It was just such a I can't think of another show like it really. Right? When you think about it. There's there's nothing. If you're like, what's a show that's like Pete and Pete? Nothing. I can't come up with anything. No. You know, and it, it kind of the fact that it existed in this dream world. I think they were able to tackle big issues like um, you know like growing up and and yes. going through, you know getting getting your first crush and things mm-hmm. like that. Things that maybe kids would be like, "Ew, I don't want to talk about that," you know. Like every <laughs> every like eleven year old pretends like they're not into girls, even though they're starting to be into girls or boys or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that that was genius—the fact that because it existed in this weird cartoon, dreamy, disjointed world, it, it, it somehow kids were 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 uh, not weirded out by the right. topics. Right. What Good about boy. you, Adam? <clears throat> Definitely. Are you afraid of the dark? Okay. Uh, ah, cool. That was, you know, S- Scott and I are huge horror fans and that was like kind of our entry into it, you know, uh, beyond a babysitter that I had, Miss Carolyn, who would watch the weirdest stuff. She watched Sleepaway. She showed us Sleepaway Camp when I was eight. <laughs> and I wasn't ready for it. No, and I don't think anybody would be. <laughs> I don't think, yeah, yeah. So uh, shout out to Miss Carolyn. If you're out there, what the, what the hell? But with Are You Afraid of the Dark, like it was, you know, that was one of the first shows that I remember Scott and I talking about and uh, I moved away because we we both ended up being families of divorce, but I ended up moving away. But one of the ways that like we knew each other for about two, we knew of each other. No, we were in the same classes uh, for two years in okay. fourth grade, to sixth grade. And then in sixth grade, I think is whenever we actually started like really becoming like close friends. And I remember watching the premiere of on on Halloween of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I was mm. talking about it and they showed the Teletwisted Claw. And we used to always just laugh about like how uh, the the kids, like one of the kids is like, dude, I got to beat Bostic in the 500. <laughs> it's like, I've got to. Like, and it's like, Get that's bit. your top priority. Yeah, yeah, it's his top priority, man. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like you're going to use one of the claw, one of your wishes, right? You could use any wish, right? <laughs> And the wish that you choose is to beat Bostick in the 500. And the kid also, if you go back and watch it, definitely does not have like a graceful, like victory lap at no. all. Like the way he runs, you're like, I can see why you would never have beaten Bostick in the 500 without <laughs> Right. Wish. Yeah. Which that's isn't unlike, happen. unlike me, you know what I mean at all. So, right. um, yeah, but, but it was cool, you know? And, and so are you afraid of the dark, uh, I still, you know, Scott and I still talk about it, about how cool it would be to have a midnight society. And uh, it was a lot of different kids. You know what I mean? Like, if you look at them, like nobody was like, none of them were similar to each other. Right. right. They you came from way like, different households and different cultures. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, and it was cool, though, because it's like you had to it was like it was like a click but the clique that you wanted to be part of, 
right? right? Yeah. Like you had to earn it by a rite of passage of something that was genuinely cool, right? Mm -hmm. Like as opposed to like, hey, you were just born very attractive or your parents have more money so you can afford things or something like that. This right. was like, hey, you better have a damn good story to tell. <laughs> you better scare me tonight. <laughs> right, exactly. You yes. know, which is cool because it's like, I think that would be, you know, I, I just, yeah. So, so that was one of the things that like Scott and I used to always talk about, but absolutely, you know, it's like one A, one B. I mean, like we could just go back and forth, like mm -hmm. about the adventures of Pete and Pete, Are You Afraid of the Dark, right? And like, we still quote them both to this day. And the <laughs> Same cool thing here. is, is yeah, you could still have a, the cool thing is there are over a hundred different shows of Nickelodeon that somebody could go, you know what I love? Kablam. Mm -hmm. Or somebody could be like, I love Tomorrow People or Danger Mouse or, you know, like Count Duckula or whatever it may be. And none of them are bad. No, right. Yeah, absolutely like, not. Even Flipper and, and Lassie. Like I would even watch like, that in the afternoon and not get bored. Right. They're all great. I, I know some people who would, who would, argue against Shelby Wu, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I, I just wanted to get into something that I've been thinking for a little while. Um, I know it's a little bit later in the Nickelodeon history, but uh, the past few years, I've been thinking a lot about 100 Deeds for Eddie McDowd. And uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. the fact that, so the, the concept is that he's a bad teen and he gets turned mm -hmm. into a dog and he has to do 100 uh, good deeds in order to get turned mm -hmm. back into a teen. Uh, and but the problem was uh, the show was canceled after 40 episodes and only 60 deeds done. So I'm curious <laughs> if you guys ever wonder about what the state is of Eddie McDowd. Always. <laughs> always. <I> mean, <laughs> always. Yeah. Like there's, you know, like whenever the presidential election was going on, like I watched the debates with, wait, you know, with bated breath like everybody else. And I kept waiting if they were going to talk about their what what their stance was. Right. Like, yeah. Are we going to put Eddie McDowd like are we going to work on this and get this pushed through a bill to get, let him move forward and get mm -hmm. the good deed done? Or is this just going to be, you know, is he going to be resigned to history and just have to be a good boy in another way? Well, well <laughs> Here's the thing, man. I, that part of, part of what bothers me so much is uh, I was looking up mm -hmm. the life expectancy of an Australian shepherd and a Siberian Husky mix. And mm -hmm. uh, at best it's 13 years. Oh. Um, so the show ended okay. in 2002, best case scenario, you know, I don't want to be the Grim Reaper here, but that was 2015. Ooh, but, yeah. but you saw well, the Barbara Streisand, like you saw Barbara Streisand, like and, uh, Scott, I, I don't mean to interrupt you. Barbara Streisand mm -hmm. cloned her dogs, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so is there a possibility that we, I mean, it's like the bionic man, right? Yeah, bionic dog. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's possible. I mean, I, I, it's really hard for me to get past the fact that he's probably dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. And I and it just doesn't sit with me. Also, I was wondering if you guys ever think about that at all. Could he be like that cat in uh, Hocus Pocus who just can't oh, die just lives forever until, uh, until uh, they? Yeah. It wasn't that Zachary the cat Binks. Zachary Binks? He couldn't die until he completed his mission. That's so true. So maybe yeah. maybe he was since he is obviously there's magic involved. That's why he's in the body. But maybe it's like an immortal dog who can't die until he completes his mission. So that, maybe that, he lives forever until the deeds are done. Right. Yeah, that's what I yeah. think. That's my. So that brings up the next question. So if he f finishes his all of his deeds and stuff, does he get turned back into a teenager or an adult? Ooh. Well, so see, yeah, that's a good question. But it's like, remember Beauty and the Beast, that Disney movie? That's a plot hole in that one too, because like the key, he's twenty one, right? Uh -huh. And they're like ten years ago, you did this thing. It's like, well, he was like ten. Eleven. Did, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was yeah, like yeah. 
10 or 11, he did the right thing by not opening the door to a strange person. <laughs> but when he got turned back into, which is fine, but then how do you explain that painting of him where he looks like a grown man, which which got the claw marks on it? Like, it doesn't True. make any sense. That's yeah. even that bothers that's me. Even, uh, but I guess Jason Voorhees a little bit because he was killed as a kid. And then he. <laughs> but he's an adult, right? Yeah. yeah. But he's an adult. Yeah. I want to get all messed up. I want to move think, about him as, as a teen. Teen. So we're. Uh, you want to move you out Jason as a teen? Yeah. Okay. But then I also want to get to the bottom of this 100 Deeds thing. I really don't want to get too far <laughs> past this 100 Deeds that, thing. Well, that's our second. Our We have a follow-up uh, documentary. It's actually a Disney film as well. It's it's a little bit of both, right? Like, we're kind of, like, flipping. You know what I mean? Like, it's at the point mm -hmm. where now you can start crossing over. Sure. And it's called All Dogs Go to Heaven. <laughs> this sees except for Eddie McDowell. Oh, yeah. right. poor Eddie. Yeah. And it has a question mark because we don't <laughs> know question. yet. It's all all dogs go to or would, would it be like, remember Jumanji, whenever <laughs> that kid got out of Jumanji, he went back in time. That's like true. If he, if he were to, if he were to uh, do all of his deeds, would he go back to being a teenager, but then go back to like, what, what was it like the late nineties, early two thousands? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was like 99, I believe. So, so would he go back in time to 99? That's what I'm kind of thinking. Cause that's like what the Jonas brother did, right? Like, he yeah, went back yeah. and was calling Colin Hanks, back, but he got to live his whole life again. But what if he went back to like a dystopian world, like where Y2K actually happened? Ooh. Oh, okay. So he goes into the alternate, like a, like a, it's kind of like a into the, into the puppy verse kind of situation. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I like that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Like I feel like we're let, we're get, we're we're giving too many good ideas. Like if anybody's right, it's true. They, if anybody <laughs> from Disney or Nickelodeon is listening, they're probably just going to steal all this gold. <laughs> Make sure I, I've, been, check. I've been using this podcast to plant the seeds for Hollywood to rewrite uh, Jack Frost for years. And oh. they, haven't, they haven't done it but i like somebody's listening and someone is going to do it i have a lot of great ideas about jack frost so hollywood call me if you uh hear this uh, <laughs> yeah come on hollywood i have a it's, small it's a um, guy it's a guy or was a man or woman named mr or mrs hollywood and they're like, <laughs> they just pick up the phone like they have like an old one you know what i mean like the rotary thing here, like like yeah, like, yeah. They're like ahoy, hoy. I, I have by a, the way, you guys have no idea how much this is like real conversations just with me and Scott. Like, oh, perfect. All, That's what it's all about, you know. man. Yeah, yeah. It's and I love the fact that Jack Frost, right? Like that Jack Frost was originally meant for George Clooney. Yeah, we've actually oh, yeah. talked about that before. Right. And they, the the Henson people already made puppets sort of resemble him. Exactly. Yeah. They were all pissed off for the rest of the film. Oh, Jack Frost, let's let you know. On a different podcast, we'll talk all Jack yes, Frost. Yes, please. That sounds good. I have, a, I have a small game I want to play with you guys, if that's okay. I yeah. am going to read out partially completed uh, results and answers, solutions, I could say, to um, figure it out. Uh, okay, <laughs> so, uh, so then this is, all, this is all real stuff from season one. So uh, try to guess uh, the blank word, and this was the the reveal at the end of the episode. Okay. And, oh, and wow. okay. you guys are Nickelodeon pros and nobody can remember this bullshit. So don't, be, <laughs> don't be scared. okay. All right. Uh, contestant number one, he blanks a Christmas song. Blanks a Christmas song. Do you guys remember that? Oh my gosh. Uh, I would say, uh, I, I'm not going to lie and say yes. All right. <laughs> take a guess. Take a guess. He, he blanks a Christmas song. Sings. No. Mm. no. <laughs> 
There's also a prize at the end of this if you guys get. <laughs> Ooh, okay, okay, okay. It's a piece of the legend, hint, Legends of the Hidden Temple set. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he writes a Christmas song. He burps mm. a Christmas song. Oh, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> okay. no! Like we should have known that it was going to be something that's like more like what do kids like? Yeah. Exactly. Next, we gotta think next, like a kid. The next few should be a bit easier, and I've only got a few more of these, so don't worry. Um, <laughs> Blank, this next contestant won a blank juice drinking contest. What kind of juice? Orange juice is the first guess. That's the first guess that's wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> so the, <laughs> but not, maybe not the last. We don't know. Apple we juice. don't know. No, no, this was a pickle juice drinking contest. Uh. You know what? I don't dislike pickle juice, though. I, I, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was told in middle school that if you, if you drink enough, it clears your pee out if you have to take a pee test. Interesting. So, uh, it's I interesting to learn that in middle school, though. Yeah, well, well, that is kind of strange, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, we don't know. We don't know like who, who you ran with. Uh, right. it, was a, it was a wild crowd, man. Um, okay, so this next contestant was a blank sneaker contest winner. Fill in the blank. A blank sneaker contest winner. Now Think about Nickelodeon at that time. Five seconds on the board, folks. Uh-oh. You're lucky that there is no real prize because I, you're not winning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, they, they, he was a smelly sneaker contest winner. Uh, Weird contest. He had, he had like someone judged whose sneakers were like the smelly. It's probably like oh, yeah, odor oh, yeah. eaters or something, right? Okay, like, right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've got two more for you guys. This next contestant sings blank to sleep. He sings blank to sleep. He sings blank to sleep. Yeah, what did he sing to sleep? His hamster. Oh, close! Ooh. You're actually pretty close. Uh, in a weird way, <laughs> Adam. You have. I a, don't even know. I don't even have. Uh, I actually, I guess you weren't that close. It was crawfish. Oh wow, crawfish. that was not even close at all. <laughs> okay. It was an animal. <laughs> a small <laughs> animal. Okay, so the last uh, one of these I want to do is a pretty famous one. The the image became a meme in recent years. Uh, this next contestant ate 11 pounds of blank in one minute. Oof. You guys re remember this? I don't remember this. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I, I spent a lot of time with this show. So maybe. <laughs> <laughs> 11 pounds. 11 pounds in one minute. He was not a was skinny flower? child. No, no, no. Because <laughs> I saw a meme that was with Obi-Wan Kenobi where it was like, do you, when your parents ask you, who ate 10 the 10 pound bag of flour? And he says, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And he goes, uh, Of course I know him. He was me. So I, that's my guess. It's not flour. Scott, it's not flour. Good guess, though. Scott, do you have maybe a guess? Uh, it was 11 pounds. Yeah. 11 pounds. The boy ate 11 pounds of the following item, and it was his uh, figure it out you know. milk. No, no, 11 pounds of watermelon. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, okay. wow! Yeah. This is all crazy. season one. Uh, figure it out. Stuff. That makes sense because watermelon's yeah. kind of light, I guess. That's right? True. It's, it's more water like, than anything compared else compared to something creamy or yeah. thick. Yes. I, I looked all these up uh, before we did this, so I didn't have any of these in my memory except for the watermelon one. But I, I did have the one in my head. I don't know if you guys remember it. There was a kid who would lay on his back with his arms above his head, so his armpit made a divot, and he would put. I do remember in his that. Armpit. And, and his yes. cat would eat out of there. Do you guys remember that? Oh, yeah. it's weird. His, his dog would eat out of his, his cat. I maybe yeah. he had a dog too. I don't know. But <laughs> it was actually like... Eddie McDowell. Was the, oh, yeah. like, that yeah. makes total the sense. Dog that was the dog. Yeah. Ah, okay. I actually, okay. I'm glad you brought that back up because I don't want to get too far away from that. I, I do, <laughs> I do want to mention that the best case scenario 
if he was mm-hmm. a fully healthy Australian Shepherd, Siberian Husky mix, he would have lived till 2015. So I don't want to get too far away from that. I don't want yeah. to hang up the, the interview, but I just want it to is sad. That, that <laughs> it's very head. sad, but it's a cautionary <laughs> tale, you know. That's very true. Don't, don't bully people. Don't be a jerk. Yeah. Yes. If, if we weren't finished with the film, I would absolutely ask us, like, like, see if we could write, like, create an Easter egg at the end. You know, whenever you go past, like, all <laughs> yeah. the credits, yeah. just have a picture of, like, Eddie McDowell. Just like, R.I.P. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I want to piggyback off of that, the game show stuff here. I always wanted to be a contestant on Legends of the Hidden Temple. So I was wondering if you guys could pick any Nickelodeon game show to be a contestant on, which one would it be? Adam, go first. Oh, the, the choice has been made. Um, <laughs> Figure it <you> know, out. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did have a huge crush on Summer Sanders. Oh, I did too. Absolutely. And and she was an Olympic gold medalist, I believe. Oh, yes, yeah. she was. She's amazing. Yep. Right? What would you tell? What would you tell about yourself on Figure It Out? What would be your interesting thing? That's a that's, you know, that's important. <laughs> uh, Scott, Scott knows this. I well. I was the I was a seven seven time spelling bee champion. Like Ooh, wow. impressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and and then I remember in eighth grade there was a guy, Joe Siccarello, who went up to me and he was like, Hey, don't you want to have friends? <laughs> <laughs> like I have Scott. Do I need anybody else? I, like, <laughs> I am done. <laughs> there well, you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah right. Well, that's true. But, but I think he meant like friends that weren't at the same that were at the same yeah, we didn't we didn't li- we didn't go to the same school at that yeah. point. We were oh, like, okay. like 40, 40 minutes away. Yeah. So um, wow, going back, uh, you know, I, I loved Finders Keepers, mm. but I definitely I, I still to this day, you know, COVID be damned, we're gonna do a physical challenge like an obstacle course. I want to do Double Dare. Yes, please. Yeah. That would be amazing. You know, I mean, Double Dare is a good one. I mean, because it's a mixture of brains and and brawn. I I would love to say guts, but there are a couple of things that, that like, it's like Russian roulette. There are a couple of things I knew I would just destroy. Uh And there were a couple of things I knew I would fail. And it's like, with my (laughs) luck, I would get all the ones that required the skills that I didn't have. So I wouldn't do guts. Adam already said Double Dare. So the one I'm going to go with is Nick Arcade. Yeah, Fillmore. Fillmore is so. I think that Fillmore is like the best host that Nickelodeon had. Like I he agree. was so awesome, and I think I the agree. only reason he doesn't get more credit is because his his show is like a little bit dated. You know, like Double Dare, you can watch it at any time. I mean, sure. other than I guess some of the questions, but like it was about um, video games. You mm-hmm. know, that were very relevant at the time. That you know, that very quickly look old. That look dated. Yeah. Know? Um, but I, lo- I would have killed at that one. I would have destroyed at that game. And then, and then I feel like I would have done good at the, um, the, 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 the video yeah. zone at the end. Oh man. I don't you know, think I could. I'd just be like trying to look at the screen and hitting the wall and stuff. <laughs> I don't think I'd be that good. At yeah. It. <laughs> and, and we, we found out that they let you do it. They let you do like a run through. They let yeah. you do oh, it okay. twice. Wow. So, so that you could get used to it because yeah, it's, uh, you know, you're, when you're looking at yourself, and you go left, you're actually going, going right. right. You know, yeah. It's basically like looking in a mirror. Oh, that's uh-huh. cool. So, so they let you kind of, they let you do it one time to kind of like, um, you know, get used to it. So I feel like I could do that. Do you, okay. Scott, I Scott and I, like we used to, I used to call him, I would go visit my cousins. Like we, like he knows my family. I know his family. Like I actually went to, when I moved away, I went to middle school with his cousin. 
Okay. And he went to school with my cousin Greg, which is no way. freaky fraud. True story. True story. <laughs> strange. Wow. And, uh, and and so, but I remember whenever I used to call and you would like give me like the 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 cheat codes. Like I remember I got like a version of like Mega Man 3 or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so here's the yeah. thing. I'm here and I don't know what to do. And you're like, got this. You got this. <laughs> remember like the the like the um the Nintendo Power Hotline, remember that? Like, yeah. oh yes, it. like that's what I, I. For all of my friends, I was basically like a free version of that. People were like, okay, I'm stuck in Super <laughs> Mario Brothers three. I'm like, okay, here's how you get the warp whistle. Check it out, man. Uh, or like, hey, you got to use you know Shadow yes. Man's power to beat that guy. Like it was like very much like I, I was really good at video games, and then I kind of stopped. Like I peaked at Super Nintendo, and now I suck at it. Like uh, Call of Duty, like, I don't all get that it. Stuff. I, I know I'm the same way. Gets so bad. Like I don't know what happened. I guess yeah, we're yeah. all uh, doomed to become our parents. You know. Damn. Uh, yes. <laughs> Uh, yes, you're not wrong. I, I wanted to ask you guys if you ever put any thought into where you think the temple guards took the kids when they pulled them away. <laughs> I think that think about it a lot. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I'm just I hoping it's... I'm just hoping it's not Dan Schneider's office. Ooh. Uh, but, uh, uh, <laughs> um i would think i would think not uh i would i could think of probably some better places maybe like the seven circle of hell or something yeah yeah probably a little safer i'm, I'm gonna <laughs> assume that they probably went uh they, they i'm gonna do an uplifting uh i think that they taught them about cultural appropriation mm, and i think that's cool. that they said, hey this is uh, an actual educational uh, experience. Uh, did, <laughs> and, and they also taught him about murder ball. Could y'all remember that? Like, the <laughs> right. lions or oh, yeah, yes, Dude, yes. that's hardcore. It is. Could you imagine? They're like, hey, <laughs> listen, you better make this shot or we're going to cut your damn head off. <laughs> Dang. That's great. That's wild. That's a good answer. So speaking of that, did you guys get a chance to actually go to Nick Lowen Studios and see some of this stuff recorded live? I wish. I did. I for sure. You did? Yeah, I, I bought a, uh, I bought, well, I was a kid, my mom bought me a Chucky Fister doll, and then we got back <laughs> to the hotel, and uh, he had two left arms. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you get what? to go see uh, Wienerville Live? I saw Wienerville Live, uh, which was wonderful, and I got to meet Mark Wiener that day, who was a great yeah. guy. I, 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 did you guys get a chance to talk to Mark Wiener? We wanted to. We wa yeah. I, He was one of them that we missed. Mm. Um yeah, but we do love Mark Wiener. Because I would think that he, I mean, he just seems very available because my, my uh, he still runs the Wienerville website. And <laughs> wow. uh, uh, my, my, my wife got me a, for my birthday a few years ago, she got uh, a Wienerville hat autographed by him. That's uh, she got awesome. through his site. He's just hanging out on Wienerville.com, still, you know, fulfilling <laughs> orders and stuff. And I, I, I love the aesthetic of that show. Uh, I, that's kind of my thing. You know, when you talk about styles and aesthetics of older shows, you know, yeah. that DIY sort of puppetry and stuff like that. I, I, I just can't get enough of that. Uh, what was it? What was it? Was it Randy? Yes. Randy. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Though so he, th that is a guy that Scott and I used to always laugh at just that like his whole <laughs> shtick is just basically kicking him in the ball. Yes. Like for his shit. Just, like, <laughs> just a jerk. <laughs> That's just his thing. Like his whole thing is he's like, hey, hey, what's going on? Blah blah blah. Yeah, whatever. You're a virgin. <laughs> Kick him. <laughs> I didn't say that, but close enough. Yes. <laughs> 
I love I, Boney. I don't know about you guys, Boney but I think Boney needs to come back. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> he, he's, he's the reason why our generation is as disassociated as we are, you know? Right. Left, left <laughs> Blame um, Boney. <laughs> it's true. I was thinking a little bit about the Rugrats film and how it plagiarized John Waters' Odorama card mm-hmm. uh, for polyester. But... I was wondering beyond that, if you guys could assign an Odorama card to any Nickelodeon property, what it would be. <laughs> and I'll give, I'll go. give you my answer while you're thinking, cause I know it's not an easy question. What did I say? I said rocket power because I like the smell of grip tape and they were always eating chili dogs and nachos and stuff. Like That's that. a good point. <laughs> what I about really you, Scott? Like <laughs> I don't know. Maybe double dare. Okay. There's lots of stuff going on with that. Like, I feel like a lot of stuff was like food based there. Yeah, yeah. I always yeah. wondered what the slime smelt like. I've heard some horror stories about like how they had the slime set out for days upon end. Yeah, so I'm really curious yeah. of like how that slime smells. Me Not too. Good. Like you know, it's there's got to be a hint of like a lock, like a like a like a like a seventh, eighth grade, like a junior high locker. We oh. all know that's that. You it's coming back to me. It's funny, like when I when I went to go vote, it was at the high school that I went to, uh, and, and it was like it smelled. I was like, "Oh crap! I forgot about this smell." Yeah, you know, <laughs> like I got so used to it, I smelled it every day for four years, and I was like, it, "Even though you know, I've been out of high school for you know a couple decades now." I was like, "Whoa! Oh yeah, it's that's triggered. what this place is." Yeah, <laughs> so I would assume there's got to be something. Yeah, I was curious what you guys used in your recipe for the slime and your in your promos stuff. Yeah, I'm curious as well. I think that we used uh, green food coloring and instant mashed potatoes. Wow! I I, want to say it was a little chunky. I I was going to guess it was like a. (laughs) It looked like a green Slurpee. So yeah, yeah, potatoes. Interesting. Did you? Did you? Do do we know as a culture what slime was back then? Yes. Okay, what was it? It's like, well, they kept changing the recipe until they finally perfected it. But it's like, it's like oatmeal and some sort of oil and food dye. But like it initially started out as just like leftovers, like leftovers from like lunch and stuff. And they would just put it in a vat and like add food dye. Like, like you can't do this on television. A lot of that was just like leftover junk. Pretty gross. (laughs) Have you guys noticed like the evolution of slime? Like versus like, you can't do that on television. To like figure Uh, it out. It was very, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was yes. very chunky and light colored. And then it was very liquidy and dark colored at the very yes. end. It was like totally different. Like the early kind, I always like wanted to eat. I was Me like, too. I would eat that, man. <laughs> we did, we always, did. I, I always saw uh, Danny Tamborelli take giant mouthfuls of slime on figure out. And, and it always made me wet, like, oh, it must be food or it must be Edible. something, right? Yeah. yeah. Whenever we were doing one like kind of separate crowd, crowd fund event uh, in, we, we put, oh gosh, it was gel. It was it was gelatin, and then like non toxic shampoo. Okay, and then there was something else, but it was like eventually it got liquidy enough. But you know, so it always tasted. It was like super sweet, and people <laughs> really liked it. Oh wow! <laughs> so. I always thought that it was going to be pudding, though. You know what I mean? That's like, what I, I assumed. Yeah, pudding, like yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Scott, I know that you said you're a big gamer, or you were at least when you were a kid. Do you have a favorite Nickelodeon video game adaptation? Same, same question to you, Adam. I don't know if I ever played any. There's a really, there's some really wonderful ones. There's a, there is the Rugrats Search for Reptar for PS1, which is like being inside okay. of a nightmare. Uh, yeah. Ren and Stimpy's 
Dibby's invention on Sega Genesis. Very that good. one was so hard. Yeah. <laughs> I always wanted a Sega Genesis, but because uh, it felt like it was like more like what the like the, the analogy I use is like if the Super Nintendo is Luke Skywalker, the Sega Genesis is Han Solo. Well, Definitely. Sega did what Nintendo don't. So don't. There you Remember go. <laughs> Whose dad made that up? Who's I know, dad seriously. So punny. <laughs> Speaking of dads, do you guys have favorite Nickelodeon dads? Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I love the dad from uh, You Can't Do That on Television. Oh, my God. Oh, it's yeah, like, yeah. When I, it's funny when we talked to him because that was a Canadian show and then they uh -huh. brought it over to America. And that was the only thing in the Canadian version. He drank beer and they just <laughs> that was the only thing they made him change. He could still be a total <laughs> jerk. Like who just like was an asshole to his kids, but he just had to drink pop instead of. Uh, I really love the dad in Roundhouse for some reason. Like yeah. he really yeah. was like the most iconic '90s dad. Like never left the chair and like yeah. always complained about stuff. Yeah, Scott. Yeah, Scott. Scott and I always talk about like we always loved like Nona's dad just because it was Iggy Pop, right? Oh and, yes, oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah, because because how could you i mean i also like pete's dad to a degree because uh -huh. he uh, he always like he had like it was funny because he always like kind of waffled a little bit you know <laughs> yes. like he and and he was just like he reminded me of, like the dad from from troll you know mm, like the, yeah the he was like not cool at all but always like thought that he was like with it you know yes. uh, and, cool. and i love yeah. the scene and fourth remember the fourth remember the um Gosh, what was it called? It was it was like grounded on Fourth of July or whatever, and like he and that and then like Artie like comes in mm. and he's frisking him. Yes, like Dawn is frisking him, <laughs> so he can visit Little Pete. Yes, goes, you've got soft hands for a man, Dawn. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> what is I love happening? Artie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That he is. He's probably he's one of the people that I wish that we had gotten that we've been able to interview was Toby Huss. Yeah, I love Toby. Yeah. Um, so if you had a chance to work on like any Nickelodeon TV show, like regardless if it's animated or live action, which one would you choose? That's hard. Wow. I can go ahead and say mine. So like pretty much any animated series for me, because every time I saw commercials, like the Nick exclusive commercials where they show yeah. kind of the behind the scenes or the process of creating like all real monsters or Rocco's modern life. It always seemed like yeah. they're having a really good time, like playing yeah. with like Nerf guns and playing tag and making weird faces and noises and, and voices. It always seemed like it'd be a lot of fun to do that. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. I, what, what about y'all? Like, what would y'all, what would y'all choose? Oh man, uh, I think, you know, an honest and serious, I have a lot of funny answers, but I think an honest and serious answer would be just Pete and Pete. I think that, mm -hmm. uh, like you were saying before, Scott, it was like so revolutionary, such a good show and it still stands up to this day. Yes. So, something about it is, is kind of permanently timeless. Even, even though, you know, kids today are, are growing up different they have cell phones and social media, they still are the kids that you see in that show. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Agreed. Uh, the hand-me-down clothes, like his sleeves are always too long for his arms. <laughs> it's just yeah. really wonderful writing. Um, I would, I would love to be involved in that in some way in, in the fantasy world that I could. Good, Scott. Oh, no. Um, I was still thinking. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, it's, it's, it's probably appropriate. I mean, it's, a, you know, it kind of seems appropriate that there are two favorite shows. I would say, you know, the adventures Pete and Pete or, or are afraid of the dark because, yeah. because you could, now you know now you could i mean they did a re remake of it which was awesome but you yes. could 
have guests i mean like we're in a golden age of horror right now you mm -hmm. know that hasn't been like done really like done since the slasher you know that the the 80s slasher era and so you could have guests all the time right like mm -hmm. i mean and, and not just like guest stars but i'm sure that you could ask like guillermo de toro you yes could, you know cool. like and, yeah. and there would that's be a, that's yeah. a way better answer than I gave. Shit, <laughs> I don't think it was. I don't think it is because Pete and Pete is. You're absolutely right. Like Pete and Pete is like it's the closest thing I can think of to it uh, is in terms of like recent um, r recent products or pro you know is like Napoleon Dynamite in a way. Yeah, yeah. Where it's yeah. just like this weird world and you don't know what time it, what year it is. And, mm -hmm. you know, like, that's how it is with the, the Adventures of Pete and Pete, right? It could be 1985. It could be the year 2005. Yes. You just don't know, right? It's Which timeless. is what's so yeah. cool about it. Like yeah. you said. Yeah. You know, there was a show, an, an animated show that took place after the kind of what, what we do in the movie, what we talk about in the movie was Invader Zim. Yeah. I feel like that would be a great show. I was a huge Joan and Vasquez fan. Okay. Before that, I read uh -huh. a Squee and Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. <laughs> yes. So to get to to get to work with that guy and get to, I've always wanted to meet him. And yeah, I feel like that would brain. be just to pick his brain. He's yeah. so talented. And I did do uh, fun factoid. I, I've done some voiceover work for some like um, animes, and, uh, <laughs> I love and, that. and even on that very like a very like a small level anime, right? What was that called? Yeah, uh, man, you do your research. Yeah, it's called, <laughs> it was called Big Windup. I played That's a big character windup, there. Yeah, and uh, and it was uh, yeah. I mean, it was a blast. Even that, and that was like just a, a, a company called Funimation, much smaller. Mm -hmm. um, and even that, I was like having a blast. I can only imagine what working on like a Nick show with all those crazy rock and roll people would be like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that invader zim uh comedy and and sense of comedy it, it reminds me of like the shift into uh comedy and comedic tone uh, yeah. around like the early 2000s like, the early like with adult comedy. swim yeah like adult and, swim and yeah. even like strong bad you guys remember strong bad yes. oh yeah runner uh, yes. Stuff, like, star runner yeah it started big time like, it, comedy started changing a little bit you know and and i think that nickelodeon and it, it early on gave me Ren and Stimpy. So I didn't find anything funny after Ren and Stimpy for years. Like, yeah. no, I was like, this is not Ren and Stimpy. This isn't that funny. And then, you know, that started happening. Like, okay, it's, it's catching up. Aqua Teen Hunger Force. And mm -hmm. yeah, so there's just these, this like legendary shift in comedy. And uh, God damn, there's nothing like that Ren and Stimpy, isn't there? <laughs> That's for sure. Well, I want to wrap up the show with one final question. And uh, I'll let you guys pick which one you would like to answer. If you had a chance to win any Nickelodeon sweepstakes, which one would it be? Or the other question is, do you own any Nickelodeon paraphernalia? Uh, I'm going to go with the first. I wish that uh, Nickelodeon had invaded our school. Uh, <laughs> yes. or take, took, I wish that they had taken over our school. We had, we had some good stories also about that that didn't quite make, make it into the film uh, because it just didn't feel, it just didn't really fit. But like we, that or do you remember whenever they did the haunted house this oh, came the, like the, the nick or treat yeah okay well, that's cool oh nick or treat yeah 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 i always i always wanted to do that because it had that animation that looked cool right which mm -hmm. now if you watched it i'm sure probably would just it's a like, little dated <laughs> anybody can make this like on flash or something you know what i mean right. except for me i wouldn't be able to make it anybody else in this world would be able to make it but like it was so cool. And it was like during that time period of like whenever Secret Adventures, like Alex Mack, 
mm-hmm. like was you know did her like that Capri you know, Sun liquid <laughs> yeah yeah and she like was dressed up like a scarecrow I remember mm-hmm. like in uh I think it was scarecrow yes uh, it was but, scarecrow yep yeah yeah and I, I just both of those would have been so cool and it feels it feels like something that we should that we could have won Scott I think yeah. that had we not like parted ways I think we totally we could have won, won. Yeah. <laughs> yep. that would be awesome yeah well I, i'll answer the second one uh okay. i do have some cool nick swag and we for so first of all we've got a bunch of cool nick swag and we're giving it away uh on our instagram where's that um at? uh just at the orange ears on instagram okay. we're as the film uh comes out we're going to be constantly doing uh you know if you if you if you rent the film if you buy the film uh you can be entered in some some cool contests we're giving away some Stuff signed by Keenan and Cal, stuff signed by uh, Melissa Joan Hart, like physical copies of the movie, like all sorts of cool stuff. God damn. Um, so yeah, there's some like all the time. Every couple of days, we're doing a new a new giveaway. So so you can uh, yeah take check it out. It's pretty Perfect. cool. <laughs> uh, for me personally, we have uh, through this whole process, we got some pretty cool stuff. First of all, this here, it's a Nickelodeon jacket. Wow. Whoa! It's like so. I mean, how '90s is that? And it, even with and, a Nick at it, night, and it, yeah, it says Nick at night. It was yeah. when Nick at night. Uh, this was only for Nickelodeon uh, employees. Wow! Like you can, uh, that's you can that's called a that's called a Canadian tuxedo. That's dungaree, my guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Canadian tux made especially for you by Nickelodeon. So only people that worked at Nickelodeon, whenever they launched uh, Nick at night, got these. That's that's cool. amazing. Wow! And then this one's kind of a trip right here. It's um. Oh, it's a cell animation cell. It's an actual animation Stimpy. cell of Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Did you obtain that at once you started like, you know, actually going in production with the documentary or did you own that beforehand? Yeah. No, no, no. It was, it was after production on this. Okay. Okay. There's a couple things I want to show you guys to kind of wrap up the show here. Oh, we, were just, yeah. we were just talking about Nick or treat. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember the cross promotion with, um, pizza hut but they came out with these glow in the dark cups that has the iconic uh, dinosaur oh, so cool. yeah. from like the bumpers and stuff and uh, he's like kind of ducked out and uh, his halloween costume and apparently you can win prizes uh by like no purchase required you just have to go into uh the the pizza hut and Man, then get okay. like i think it was like a scratch uh thing like uh yeah it's just pretty interesting and then the last we, thing, we've talked about pizza hut and how they were yes. so like willing to just give like really premium stuff away back then they're the underdogs of premium yeah, dude. premium uh toys those uh land before time puppets yeah caspers were great and flipper flipper had pretty cool ones too, flipper too yeah. pizza hut yeah no hey what is it nobody nobody uh out pizza's pizza the hut, hut. <laughs> no i think that's <laughs> oh yeah, I was gonna say nobody out Papa's the pizza. I thought it was a Papa John's. Thing, but oh, <laughs> no, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. I don't <laughs> care. I will say, by the way, really quickly, like I think it's Papa John. What? No, no, no. It might be Pizza. You're gonna have to try them both. It's. I'm pretty sure it's Pizza. Their brownie game is on point, man. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> I think it's triple Papa chocolate. John's. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They have a tri- triple chocolate brownie that is so so good. So some of these si- some of these sickos will will send you a pizza. 
that is actually a brownie. It's a big giant disc of brownie. <laughs> and, oh man. Well, I actually, I, I, I've, I've one last question I want to ask you guys just cause I, I, I wrote down a lot of stuff. I'm not gonna be able to ask it all. Uh, so I don't know if I want to ask Scott about his anime voiceover work in Ride Back and Big Wind Up. I saw a picture of you with Weird Al. I want to ask you what that was about. <laughs> uh, I know that you have some some work with Guar. I wanted to ask you about that. But really, if I only have you for one more minute, I just wanted to let you guys know uh, when I was googling the Australian Shepherd Siberian Husky mix, yes. um, that it he's probably not alive anymore, and that's just something that we're going to have to. Live. And I just wondered if you have any have any final thoughts on that you know i i will always uh i'm an optimist forever yeah and i'm gonna hold out hope that he is a magical dog okay and that he is immortal and he will get to keep on living and living and living until he finishes his quest and he's also waiting for somebody in our realm to finish telling his story I hope it's us. It's nice to meet optimists in this world, you know? There's not so many (laughs) optimists anymore, and it's nice to meet one. Uh, So true. (laughs) I would also like to uh, encourage everybody to go to our Instagram as soon as you hear this. Uh, It's at the Orange Years, because we are actually giving away the collar of (laughs) Annie McDowd. We went, and it turns out he is alive. No way! Yeah. But uh, we're holding him until Nickelodeon gives us uh, the rights to continue to make the story. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> you guys can do pull like an ALF kind of thing where like the ALF knew they knew it was going to get canceled. So they pulled this like real major cliffhanger for the final episode. But the network were like, did you, no, we call did, your bluff and they just ended it. Yeah. Did, you, well, 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 talk, did you ever watch Project ALF? Yeah, yeah, it's so not as good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, was kind of a good conclusion, I, but it had Martin Sheen. Yeah, yeah that's true. It, it yeah, did have Martin Sheen, the president of the United States. But right. he's also that. I, I prefer uh, if, I, if we're talking Sheens, I prefer Joe Estevez personally. Mm. Oh, um, no. yeah. yes, now you're speaking our language, President President Davidson. President Davidson, man. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Well, we thank know. you guys so much for spending this evening with us. The Orange yeah, Years, the Nickelodeon story is now the available to purchase where is the best place that they can find that at and actually purchase it for themselves so you can go to target.com or you can go to amazon uh either one uh or in addition to that you can also we're gonna be doing some giveaways of some limited edition dvds and uh as well but you can get it for dvd or blu-ray at amazon or at target.com right now perfect so uh, what's next for you guys? Scott, it looks like you uh, have a couple of documentaries that you're directing and, and producing. Something about uh, Camp Anawana, something about Gwar. What's going on with that? The Camp Anawana was one that I was just helping out with. And okay. I, 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 I hope that filmmaker can, you know, he can, he can make it. Yeah, and then just documentary on Gwar. You know, they, they're the little band that could. They've been, <laughs> you know, and they're not even really a bit. Yeah, oh yeah, I see it. I see it. It's... Uh, <laughs> But that's still a ways out. But okay, yeah. like the name is a direct reference to uh, this is Spinal Tap. Yeah, so good job there. This friend. is Guar. What about and you? Adam? I like Spinal Tap. Uh, right now, working on writing a narrative feature, uh, and then we're hoping that we can uh, get that Eddie McDowd money. Uh, <laughs> Come on, baby. It's, it's waiting. It's baby. waiting. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's Seth and, Green on the horn. <laughs> oh, it, yeah, it could happen. Dream, we're going to make, as, uh, as Scott says many times, we're going to make dreams a reality. Yeah. So yes. <laughs> that, then we work our way up that little mountaintop to Jack Frost. 
Perfect. I love it. <laughs> call me, guys. Call me. I got ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so you've already mentioned uh, to follow you guys at the Orange Years on Instagram, but where else can they find you on social media? So you can find the Orange Years on Instagram or at Facebook. Uh, you can find me at, at Adam Sweeney. I'm mostly on Instagram. Uh, the only time that uh, the, the only time that I'm ever on Facebook really is just to encourage people to to support other people <laughs> and uh, support other community programs. Uh, what, what about you, Scott? Uh, I still use like a pager. So that's the best way. Perfect. I, I, I'm, anybody can hit us up at the Orangers and I'll give you that number and just put 911 if it's an emergency, please. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, thanks again so much for spending this time with us. Again, check out the Orangers and Nickelodeon story. I think it would be a perfect Christmas gift for any 90s kid and Nickelodeon lover. On the next episode, uh, we're going to be celebrating Thanksgiving with a full list of Thanksgiving specials to get you in that Thanksgiving mood. So until then, remember to be kind. Rewind. And we'll all stay. Thank you.